Hey, Real Nerds listeners. There's many ways you can interact with the Real Nerds podcast. You can email us at realnerds at gmail.com. You can hit us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You want to check us on Facebook? You can. Just look for Real Nerds Podcast. You want to leave us a voicemail? Just call 720-6NERDS5. You want to listen to our episodes? You can check us out on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Pop Culture Con 2020 and beyond. I am Brad, and with me is... One ugly motherfucker. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, well, me, I'm the ugly motherfucker. I'm, I'm the pussy face, if you will. No, I'm Zach. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, today we are going to do another commentary. Uh, this is a bonus supplemental for our, our episode from technically last week. Yes, technically last week. This is an idea that uh, that was pitched by Brad before we recorded uh, Nerdemic Week 5, and uh, I, I clumsily forgot that this was something we were going to do before we recorded the actual episode. So we're a week late, but uh, so it's, it's all my fault. <laughs> it's all good. Um, you know, people aren't going to listen to these podcasts chronologically, so... Except, except for my nephew, to try to figure out what was wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just want to try and uh, possibly, in order to boost the uh, commentary tracks on our website, we're going to try and keep up with these in tandem with the uh, week's reviews that we're doing. So, yeah. Um, n- I don't know if we'll do an extraction commentary this week, but uh, we'll see. It, the, the, I mean, spoiler alert, because the we'll already reviewed it, but. That movie's fine. I don't know if I'm going to rewatch it anytime soon. It's fine, though. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, so maybe just stick to stuff that we have on our shelf that we can yeah. access at like, any time. Like The Shadow from 1994. That's what I'm going to advocate for because we'll never review that on the show. <laughs> I think I've never seen it completely. So that would be Ooh. one where you would run the show. Oh, 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 oh hi why but, was I Ed McMahon there? I don't know. It's the nineties. Yeah. We're talking about a nineties movie here, so Yeah. You know, Predator Two. Tonight show in me. Yeah, Predator Two. <laughs> yeah, that's our focus. So uh yeah, I don't know what to say about it. Uh you probably yeah. already heard the week's episode and our thoughts already, so let's just uh well jump into really it quick, and really quickly, what's your what's your history with Predator period? Uh the first one was awesome. I watched it when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was on TV. Um. Yeah, it it was cool. Uh, yeah. Predator Two. I don't remember the first time I saw Predator Two. Um, and apparently every time I watch it, I forget how two thirds of the movie pans out. So. Yeah, yeah. This was a this was a revelation for all of us. I think. Um, no, I I saw the first Predator and this and this movie we're about to talk about um, back to back. Um, in 2009 for the first time so uh and the first one was great and then the second one i was just kind of like it's there i think at that point i was predator out, and then robert rodriguez's predators came out um uh and then or nimrod atolls i should say and then we recently reviewed uh shane black's the predator i think i've seen avpr 
uh, of the versus movies, but I don't remember if I've seen the first one that Paul W. Sanderson did. But I remember Predator 2 being kind of like meh. And then when I rewatched it for the show, I was actually having a blast watching it because uh, there's a lot of fun horror in it, but it's also just goofy as hell. And But it's a lot of fun. So um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen the crossover ones since the theater. Uh, I enjoyed two because it was so like over the top ridiculous, but right. I remember watching Alien versus Predator and just being like, there's no way a Predator would team up with a human. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know. It just seems so far fetched, and like how easily it was for them to communicate with each other. I don't know. I guess the logic is with uh, with a xenomorph that uh, the the rules are out the door. That that's their logic. Yeah, a common enemy goal, but it, 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 humans just seem so <laughs> like it seems like the predator could just do it without a human. Like 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 there's no. Yeah. I can't see the predator being like, oh yeah, you'd be an asset to my quest. You yeah. <laughs> Well, we are going to, I mean, we'll talk about it in this film, but a predator does hand Danny Glover something. So at least they can be respectfully cordial. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Warriors, I guess you would call it. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about it when it comes to it. It's a little later in the show. But the original one was like, oh, Schwarzenegger beat me. I'm just going to kill us both. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I can't beat this Austrian bodybuilder. Well, I'm just going to have to. Harry Carey is, is the only solution here at this point. Yeah, so, so whatever code there's there, this one uh, posits that they have, uh, the first one doesn't support that. So, yeah, yeah, well, we'll talk a little bit about it. I mean, and I and it, it's kind of like t- Turtles, where I'm not steeped in Predator lore, but like I appreciate them. I actually like Nimrod and Tall's one a lot because it takes place on the Predator home world, and it's kind of working. It's working in opposition. Uh, it has a direct parallel to the first Predator, so. Um, and I haven't seen Shane Black's movie since we saw it in the theater. So, um, but I remember having enough fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. So ready to hit you know, play? We, yeah, we're going to hit play. We're, uh, do, for viewers at home, if you're tuning in, we're going to start, we're going to count it down. And we're going to be starting right at the beginning over black. And then the 20th century logo is going to appear. So uh, Brad, we want to count it down. And three, two, one, play. <laughs> Ah, hey Brad, remember when 20th Century Fox was a studio and not like <laughs> something that was bought like at a store? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the uh that that old logo has a lot of fun here. Um Yeah, I wonder if we'll ever see it on any, like on anything or cuz it's well, I guess the 20th Century Studios will be a logo, but the fanfare, the fanfare is classic too. I wonder if we'll ever hear that. Um, I can't. Re- I can't remember if I heard it during the logo for the Call of the Wild because that's where it first appeared when Ryan and I went to go see it. So we're over the uh, what looks like a jungle or a forest. Uh, you know, it's just you know out in the wilds of. Oh wait, wait, no, no, hold on, it's Los Angeles, nineteen ninety-seven. I'm guessing that's um, what is it, Observatory Park? Yeah. Um, or um, Griffith, Park, Griffith Park. Griffith Park, yeah. So the yeah, Hollywood Griffith. sign is just below the side you yeah. can't see. Not a lot of that's heat cool. for a city that's supposed to be really hot all the time. Yeah, interesting. Because this is supposed to be the heat wave in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, but all the buildings way, are blue. Which, by the way, this takes place in 1997. So does the first escape, so does Escape from New York. So do you think like just this as this warfare is going on over in New York, like anybody who gets caught here might get sent 
to New York, and then Snake Plissken would have to uh, would have to encounter them down the line. So I buy that. I, I, yeah. I can see these being the same universe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you say the future is 1997, all 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 bets are off, and any universe can join any one of them. Uh, when I popped this in last week for the show, uh, I thought for a second that I was watching the finale for RoboCop Three. <laughs> it looked like the same street, and all it's missing is uh, RoboCop flying his jetpack. Yeah, through the middle That's of it. it. I, I like how it's kind of like a um, a. Uh, it's it's not trying to be too flashy a future. Like it, it's a little bit more realistic as to what the progression of technology would be. Like, of course, they would have more advanced guns before any uh, clean energy or, you know, flying cars or anything like that. Of course, the guns would just look fancier. Cause, yeah. Because of where we all live. But, but the, the journalism microphones have not uh, updated much. <laughs> yeah. And the guns aren't that more advanced. They just have scopes and, and add-ons. Some of them look sleeker. Oh, and the riot gear. Of course, the riot I think I saw a boom pole pop into that shot. <laughs> but you can get away with it because they're journalists <laughs> whoa that guy is in batman returns the stuntman no the the guy who, sh- who shot the uh grenade oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 he uh gets his face slashed by catwoman oh really yeah yeah okay oh, that's right oh it's oh god i gotta watch batman returns again oh god i forgot about that i mean it's not that memorable <laughs> Yeah, I guess. So I was just I like, I feel like I've seen that guy before. Oh, and uh, we'll it's clearly a nod to hard copy, which I guess was a sensationalist news outlet of the time. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of an annoying sort, uh, not unlike the Rush Limbaugh's of the world. Um, of the blueprint for Fox News. Yeah. And here comes our hero. Yes. He's getting too old for this shit, Brad. He's just, <laughs> it, it's just not... I, he, I know that He thought he was driving into the Lethal Weapon set. <laughs> He's like, hey, Go with it. What? <laughs> Me and Mel fighting a predator this time? <laughs> Please tell me the predator's Joe Pesci. Please. <laughs> <laughs> the predator says... Uh, claims diplomatic immunity. <laughs> oh, I would actually yeah, either that or I would love it if the predator just went. They fuck you at the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, this is this. So we we should try to address up front like this this gangland L.A. that that they've concocted for for the movie. Because it predominates like the first big chunk of the movie because they're trying to play off the detective story as if we don't know a predator's going to show up. Right. Yeah. But like just looking at it, like everything's over the top, uh, hyper, uh, hyper, hyper cliche and hyper stereotype uh, when it comes to the gangland and also just like, the portrayal of a gangland war. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't live in LA uh, that through that time, but. It does seem like a car- cartoonish version of uh, all the gangs and riots that you heard about in the news. Yeah, especially in the early 90s and things that were going on. Not just that, but also just, you know, the different forms of brutality that were going on in that city. And obviously, you know, you 
you, you, you're responding to it in a sci-fi movie. It's a little bit yeah. off center, but so um, th- here's a brilliant tactician. Uh, I, I forget his name. <laughs> What's Danny Glover's character? Um, Har- Harrigan. Like Mike Harrigan, I think. Mike Harrigan, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's this like veteran genius who his plan is to put himself in the line of fire and drive a car <laughs> into, the, into the enemy. He's just winging it, you know. Like, like these gangs are unpredictable. But like I, no, but no one else on the force would think of that. Come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's just the only one doing it. Yeah, like they all think it, but he does it. So he's a doer, not a thinker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and of course a whole armory because why not again like oh god that guy's sniffing the cocaine that's, <laughs> that's rub cocaine on his bullet wound he so he, he he sniffed it and then just like dug it in there yeah so that's i thought he was putting it on his shoulder for like later so he could just like you know lean over <laughs> sniff <laughs> as needed oh yeah 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 you need you need your cocaine much like you need your water in a camel back when you go hiking <laughs> it's like a red bull yeah it gives you it gives you wings how efficient those wings are i can't say so you should always address that danny glover always like seems to kind of run the age gamut because in lethal weapon he's supposed to be in his 50s but he's clearly not in his 50s <laughs> It's a, good thing. it's a good thing each of those thugs turned around like one at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does seem ageless. Yeah, he kind of he kind of moves around. Obviously, he looks older now, but like there's this period between nineteen eight and then nineteen eighties and um, uh, the early two thousands where he's just kind of like. You can kind of stick him anywhere. He's just like a magical, like ageless being. Not not unlike Danny Glover gave Paul Rudd the secret and that's why Paul Rudd looks as good as he does. Wow, Batman Returns guy really uh really psyching himself up here. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh and here we go. We get some uh the I, I some really cool uh stunt work here in this movie I will say. Some Lots slow-mo of sugar glass. Yeah. Well, this is about to start, like, just kick off some fun stunt work and just some cool prosthetics coming in, too. See, this part makes sense to me for the Predator because, he, you know, he's, he's hanging out. He's seeing a battle going on. So he wants mm-hmm. to challenge the, the, their toughest warrior. But later in the movie, there's just some scenarios where I'm like, why is he here? What would interest the Predator? I, I've always come to the conclusion when it comes to Predator, it operates... I think ultimately, like, it's an action movie, right? But... The Predator operates like a slasher villain, where it's just like, he just shows up, one, because the script tells him to, but two, just because he's going to be an ever-present threat. Um, so, like, even when he's when it wouldn't make sense for him to be there based off of the logic of his hunter goals and missions, like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, he's there. Of course he would be. Why wouldn't he be? He's the Predator. We need him to show up right now. <laughs> well, the Predator's motivation is that he's looking for warriors to challenge, and we, you know, yeah. he gets to keep... Of their skulls a trophy if he beats them so well it would, could it also be that he's trying to uh to push danny glover to the edge so that when they finally do battle he's uh, a worthy opponent and not why is he like at the end of the scene here uh like he there's been no relationship between them like in battle yet so i don't know why 
the uh, predator decides that he's going to let him live um, for another day. Like it's, it's not like Mike has proved himself a formidable adversary yet. Maybe it's because he can see him and he doesn't want to be made yet. So then he just disappears. I'm not sure. Let's like, see. Oh, like so far, Mike's only engaged these gang. Like maybe. Oh, I oh, I was gonna say really quickly. I wanted to bring this up. So this scene right here reminds me so much, for whatever reason, of that scene in Men in Black where Will Smith uh, chases down the guy at the top yeah. of the building. Like not. I mean, one, because of obviously how it's set up, but two, because of the whole idea of like an alien threat is forcing another person to drop to their death. In this case, obviously, uh, it's not an alien falling off. But, you Our know. hero has one flaw. He's afraid of heights. <laughs> Man, the one picnic table, and he found it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, like I, I don't know how the predator understands that. Uh, yeah, like why? Why does the predator just take out Mike right here? Like well, Mike's drawn like... on him. Like the predator has way better technology and better skill than Mike, obviously. But he wants to. Maybe it's because again, he he sees like, oh, here's an opponent here. Uh, I'll. Does he I'll, shot a guy I'll... off a roof. Like, <laughs> didn't seem well, like. He may... But that we don't know. He might have seen. He might have seen him doing the other things in the building. You never know. Like he, he, because he, he can move pretty quick and pretty fast. Yeah. Now here's all these other warriors uh, that the predator could challenge. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why the predator's backing down right now. It seems odd. I can smell your courage. <laughs> like all these other guys are armed. Mm. They're not that much different from the, the gang members. The Predator doesn't understand, like, the police versus the gangs. I feel like Danny Glover should be a lot uh, redder in that, it, from that viewpoint because he's been running his ass off. Because mm. his body heat must be off the, the wall by comparison. That's some good prosthetic work right there. With some dead bodies and stuff. We're about to see a, a prosthetic that doesn't... Uh, it's much like some Friday the 13th movies where they don't hold up well on the Blu-ray per se, but they still look fantastic. Hey, that gas can has gas in it. <laughs> Those... <laughs> it's important to label it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's gas and then they have their Kool-Aid you know, canisters, so you want to make sure you don't get those mixed up. Wow, all yeah. that cocaine. R.I.P. cocaine, guys. <laughs> R.I.P. Cocaine and Bullets. Just kind of watching at this point because there's yeah i actually don't uh, I, I must have turned away when i watched this the first time because i'm not sure oh yeah i see here we go see that yeah so this is the prosthetic here the first predator uh victim that's uh dangling by its feet like in the first movie so after he stared down mike he went back inside grabbed one of the bodies strung it up 
I, well, I was under the impression that he did that beforehand and they just didn't notice it. Yeah, but he just walked over the ceiling, so. Maybe. Well, he, he might Visually, I feel like they're connected. But yeah, that was what I was talking about. Like, Blu-ray kind of, like, shows a light on, like, where the makeup takes its effect, but it still works really well. It still, like, looks amazing. Some actual detective work going on here. Yes, exactly. Obviously, yeah. Can't Un- lug a body unlike, up there. Yeah, unlike some Batman movies, there's some actual detective work going yeah. on. <laughs> okay, so did the Predator just pull that body away, or...? Was that? Yeah, I would assume so. Here's a guy who just disappears <laughs> by the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His uh, his superior. He yeah. comes back only when absolutely necessary. In that scene that Ryan pointed out in the episode, where they're listing off his uh, qualifications on the computer in the in the silliest fashion <laughs> imaginable. I'm guessing uh, this is before he flew into for Die Hard. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Actually, that was 88, so, yeah, he's... Yeah, so this is after. Well, this is, I guess this might be a prequel to Die Hard. <laughs> We're going to connect all these universes. Yes, exactly. I, I mean, you, you might be right. He may have... Wa- he, he, they are in Los Angeles still. And we, maybe this is what, what happens to Danny Glover's character when he's on his day off on Lethal we- after Lethal Weapon 4. So he's a grandfather now, but he took some... You know, you've been. Oh wait, hold here we go, guys, ladies and gentlemen. The entrance of crazy, the king of cuckoo. I give you the one, the only. Are you sure, Mister Busey? Oh, okay. Mister Gary Busey. Now let's just imagine <laughs> this movie from now on, where Arnold Schwarzenegger is supposed to be Gary Busey's part. Yes. And how awesome that would be. Oh yeah. Well, let's let's please imagine it. But I will point out. And this is actually, I was, I was doing research and I always forget when Busey had his uh, motorcycle accident and I, and it's in the eighties, obviously. But um, if you watch the interviews on the BTS on this uh, film uh, there, he is very invested in that character and understands the logic of that character better than most actors understand the logic of any character they're playing. (laughs) He knows the science. He explains fully in this behind the scenes documentary that, Arnold Schwarzenegger dies nine months after Predator 1, and so that's why he's not there. And he goes into the quantum mechanics of why they're hunting the Predator. And it's amazing. It's hey. wonderful ar- archive footage. <laughs> hey, how do we make this uh, police station look more uh, war-torn? Let's just throw some concrete barriers and put graffiti on them in front on the sidewalk. Hey, hey they, they, they built that wall, man, I guess. Hey, hurrah, right? <laughs> So this might as well be the police station from RoboCop too. Yeah, and I and I pointed out in the episode, like, but like, this woman here in about, she, she, so this license has expired. Bullshit! I paid up six weeks ago. So there's prostitution licenses in Los Angeles at this point. I guess. Yeah, 1997. There you go. Yeah. Oh, and uh, nice little headbutt there. That's Bebop before he got mutated. <laughs> oh, and. Um, there's William Fichtner before he got mutated, and he's in the form of Bill Paxton, guys, uh, the late great Bill Paxton. I, this, this not character. so great in this movie. <laughs> nah, he he is performing fine. It's just the character's bullshit. <laughs> he feels so much like something that was added last minute. 
yeah, I'm just like, why are you here? But he is part of one of the best scenes of this movie, so I, I can't completely hate him. Oh, and here we go. So, stock, I, so I, I can never remember this guy's name. Damn it, Harrigan, you wrecked 20 cars. <laughs> Busey's going to have my ass for this. <laughs> yeah, you'll be a good cop or else. <laughs> Danny Glover is just unhinged with the curse words in this movie. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing how much he curses in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, King Willie's voodoo gang. <laughs> Brad, we want to touch on the fact that it's Jamaicans versus the voodoo gang. <laughs> like who? Uh, the, so the writers of this film are... Reaction shot. Writers, uh, what? This is like reaction shot. <laughs> reaction shot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, the voodoo the, the gang writers, is more cartoonish. Just yeah. And we'll see how cartoonish it gets, but the the writers of this film are the writers. This is, of the this first is a film. weird, like, button on the scene. I have my audio off, so I don't remember what he said. But just, hey, Danny, uh, like, I, I doubt. Like, did they write the script? Hey, pick up the captain's nameplate, polish it, say some line, then walk out. Like, that's got to be an has to be an acting choice. Oh, it's, it's, and I, I think it's also meant to be a fuck you, which, you know, like. Well, oh, yeah, that's the purpose of it, but. It's a wonderful fuck you. It, if it's improvised on Danny Glover's part, it would make sense because he's a genius. If it's Stephen Hopkins asking him to do it, then I'd be like, wow, that's, uh, <laughs> that's props to you. <laughs> oh, shirtless Glover. Hello, ladies. <laughs> See again, he's ageless. Like, <laughs> oh god. This scene does not age well. No, it does not. <laughs> not at all. The, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> that reaction that he gives, like the whole duh. <laughs> yeah, Bill Paxton as a cop would be hopefully fired immediately from the force for, like, he wouldn't even get a transfer. And just for wearing that suit. <laughs> yeah. Just like, not, I mean, not I functional. I mean, like, Ryan doesn't wear a suit like that on the force. So, like, I just, I don't know. You'd probably just trip over your own. Jacket oh. chasing down a perp. Yep. Good on you. Good on you, ma'am. Don't don't let Bill Paxton give you shit. Oh God, yeah. Bill Paxton! No, uh, it's not. 
he's an actor paid to do a job. <laughs> they didn't have, wait, oh, I guess they would have had Dunkin' Donuts in their life. Never mind. Hmm. They just didn't have, a, we didn't have them here in Colorado for a while. By the way, what do you think of my shoe? <laughs> no, seriously, tell me. Does this shoe really work for me? Because my wife says it works for me, but I don't think it does. But I'm not convinced. <laughs> what is that, a size 10? Yeah. <laughs> size. I think Glover's got a bigger shoe size than that. I'm gonna go welcome. think up some more lame jokes. Yeah, welcome to the, welcome to the war, though. I mean, that's a. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, 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 uh oh. Long Wild lens. Animals. Yeah, yeah, long lens. To <laughs> Stephen Hopkins is trying to pull his own little Hitchcock shot there. <laughs> so I'm guessing the predator followed this gang up to this penthouse. I'm assuming so. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. So I doubt he was tracking the other guy. Yeah. Didn't seem like a formidable opponent. And again, like so, like from a, from a, I mean the this, the Jamaican gang here, like their their lead guy kind of dresses a little bit like the Duke of New York in Escape from New York. So the the, the fashion trends do connect here. Like so, I think Stephen Hopkins was onto something with Predator Two, and then he and John Carpenter could have teamed up and made a big Snake Plissken versus Predator movie. Yeah, so we and yeah, this this uh, this voodoo ritual thing, like it's it, it's it, it's so out. It's it's it was outdated when they did it. <laughs> I'm also focused on the the columns. Of yeah, the, like he just throws some Aztec or Mayan looking stuff on it. Yeah, exactly. Let's 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 up the ante on our stereotyping here, right? Because we just rented out an office building. It's Actually, this is a set. There's definitely yeah. a set. You can see the backdrop. Yeah, like no, the mat or whatever it's supposed to be there. Here's the thing, like, I would, I mean, like, I don't know, it's just like, it, like why is it in the movie? Like, what, what does voodoo magic have to do with the beginning of this movie other than a, a character trait for the game? Yeah. Which becomes irrelevant later on, as we see. Just to make the, uh, I think it's just doubling down on the whole yeah the concrete jungle has its own tribes yeah the tribes the gang wars the yeah but it's all irrelevant because they all fall under the prey of a three of a three-pronged gun there look oh yeah that slow-mo shot was for one reason one years only <laughs> yeah Gratuitous. Why do these gangs waste so many bullets shooting at nothing? Well, that's every movie, though. Do you know how many bullets are wasted in extraction? I'm demanding <laughs> movies get smarter. <laughs> I want you to go up to the director of Nightmare on Elm Street 5 and this movie and tell them to make more sense. <laughs> I will say I do like the way the the scene is executed in here, like in terms of just its 
you're you're primarily in one location. You have a lot of stuff coming in the foreground and background. And they should do a predator kill where you know he stabs them with his little claw thing, holds them up, and then the heat vision goes from hot to cold as the blood drains out of his body. Oh, oh wow, right, Brad? Why aren't you writing a predator movie? I'm not a good writer. No, well, I don't know. That, that was a visual. So yeah. I'm not better directing. But you gotta write visuals in a script. <laughs> you can write a silent film predator. <laughs> I heard you're supposed to write as little direction as possible in a script. Like uh, they, they say everything like that, but they don't mean it. <laughs> you see, you're also supposed to not do a lot of talking in movies too, but I but Quentin Tarantino proves them all wrong. <laughs> Oh, and here we go. Some more, uh, some more Morton Downey nonsense. So this is the only time where I'm happy with Bill Paxton, not because he's obstructing a journalist, but because he's obstructing Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> but yeah, though this is this is problematic today. <laughs> And also, Danny Glover probably should just be fired immediately after this scene because he immediately breaks those rules again. That security guard explaining things to Danny Glover might be the only realistic person in the movie. Yeah. Like he's, he's just so, raw, like, real. <laughs> yeah, he, ex he, ex he expresses the proper protocol, and yeah. he does it with sincerity. He's the best actor in the movie. <laughs> and, I, and I get the impression that he has not been upstairs yet, but he's just reporting from his colleagues. Yeah, yeah, he's reporting what he's hearing secondhand and trying to relay the information. So if you liked all the skinned bodies in the jungle from the first movie, we've uh, multiplied I guess, it. I guess how did he have time to do all that skinning? Like, that can't be that quick. Does a predator have, like, instant skinning technology or something? Yeah, he did it pretty quick in the first movie. But still, okay. I, it does seem like maybe an hour or two has passed since they got the call. Of some commotion I mean, I think, going on. I mean, it takes Leatherface longer to do it, man. Like, <laughs> well, Leatherface doesn't have alien technology that we know of. <laughs> you don't know what's going on at the Sawyer House. <laughs> Outer Space Chainsaw Massacre. That's the next oh, one they're doing. A Jason oh, X my. version of. If, yeah, if Fidi Alvarez is doing that, I will be happy. I, I don't care how bad the movie is. <laughs> Some good prosthetics again. Stan Winston Studios did the effects again for this movie. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Hanging ten, bro. <laughs> Bill Paxton is totally tubular. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so cringy. Yeah, I know. This is. It makes Bill and Ted sound like they're Shakespearean laureates. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, Busey. <laughs> I will say Hopkins is really good at knowing how to let Gary Busey enter a scene. He's really good at this. <laughs> I want some of those bucket lights. That's awesome. 
I think, I'm sure, well, you could definitely get those kind of lights, but you can't get them with that intensity. Like HMIs that fold up into a briefcase? That's pretty sweet. I, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, but again, they're not with the DEA. They're with some a completely other section, so they've probably got some alien-ish tech. Oh, and, uh, look, there you go. Some, <laughs> some, uh... Which how, how, tech, how is he even up there? <laughs> the I only mean, way so in is through the front door. He's not wrong. They do have a right to know if aliens exist. We just found out that aliens technically might exist over the past week. I doubt he scaled the outside. Yeah. I, well, no, I think he... My guess is, is that when nobody was looking, he slipped past them. Okay. <laughs> There's only like, like six, six of them, one entrance, two guys at the door. You know, Morton Downey Jr. was a slimy person in real life, so odds are... like. Like he didn't beat them upstairs. Like yeah. Bill Paxton was holding him against the van. Yeah, but I and, mean, he, like, and he's carrying a camera. It's it's this this script is full of convenience, convenience, convenience. So I get this. It's it's not. It's unlike the first one where it feels like the logic is intact. Like so, and it's weird again that the same writers are the ones that uh, uh, wrote the first one. So just I don't know. Have we seen uh, Bill Paxton's golf ball yet? I think we did at the beginning. Yeah, I haven't noticed it, so. But apparently it's set up for later. Yeah. Are you chopping something? No. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this scene. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just cops hanging out. <laughs> They're relatable. Yeah, exactly. Sure, why not? <laughs> oh, the helicopter went away without Gary Busey. This is quite a turn. Yeah. impressive shot okay so as thorough as the predator is he i'm assuming maybe three hours have gone by and suddenly Mm -hmm. he remembers he left his hook thing stuck in a vent or he was waiting there because again he might be saying to himself well i've got to boil danny's blood up so i've I've skinned all these guys i'm gonna leave leave this hook thing for someone to see. So maybe one of them will come back and I'll get to kill them too. Well, he also is a tracker. 
So he might be tracking him, you know? And this guy's not even, like, an armed adversary. Like, I don't, I don't know why the predator would waste his time trying to kill him. I don't know. Why do hunters waste time uh, shooting deer who don't have any way to defend themselves with their claws? Or Predators claw. don't hunt deer. They hunt <laughs> formidable adversaries. No, I'm just saying regular hunters. It, it's, it's, it was supposed to be a comparison. Like sometimes yeah, but this isn't regular just, hunters. Yeah, sometimes people just hunt because they're sadistic weirdos, much like the Predator. <laughs> the Predator is a warrior. Yeah, but the, the the movies suggest the allegory that hunting in all its forms is pretty much sick. <laughs> There's a nice lighting in here too. I was like, again, like Stephen Hopkins, a uh, director, like an interesting director, and he did the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Five. He does know how to shoot horror pretty okay. Like he's not, um, he 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 doesn't skimp out when he can get a good scare in there. You know, I actually think that the horror in this film in some ways like it's staged better than it is in the first predator i think the execution is better in the first predator but i think the staging in here is pretty damn cool yeah well i don't think the first one's intended to be a horror though i think it's yeah it's it's it's, it's more an action to, mystery yeah this one this one is allowed to play with that more since it is in the urban jungle if you will those columns man jesus <laughs> kind of weird that the vents would be that accessible that way like through the the roof like that kind of i mean if there's this much open air in the ceiling it feels like there should be a second level that you could take stairs to yeah this is weird this is a weird architecture bro yeah it's designed for this scene <laughs> hey remember when they used to make sets for movies yeah <laughs> good times bro good times uh, there was a there's an interesting bit on this is that all right know, Ruben, stay- make this look tougher than it really is and go <laughs> um a bit an interesting bit is that uh winston was uh winston and the studios wanted to do the sequel because they wanted to expand on the predator's weapons so there's a lot of moments in this movie where we see a lot more of the predator's weapons <laughs> oh god <laughs> no, in his necklace. Gotta find a way for Danny Glover to know it was him. Yep. All right, now Wait, drizzle oh, some syrup. Oh, only a little bit of blood? Come on. Stand over it and drizzle the syrup on it. <laughs> oh, this scene. So, this is the scene. Uh, 90s yeah. police databases. Yes, exactly. And again, the computer's talking, not unlike the Jamie Lee Curtis computer in Escape from New York, who which also explains the plot of Escape from New York. So again, this universe is connected. Then RoboCop walks over and plugs in his little <laughs> spike hand thing and downloads everything. <laughs> Thank you for your cooperation, citizen. <laughs> Mike Harrigan is a loose cannon. 
<laughs> you get in that pit with Pliskin and fight. Nope. I'm out of this movie. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I'll say one more thing before I go. <laughs> and I'm gone. For real this time. His line is, that's it. Dismissed. He dismissed dismissed himself from the movie, Brad. (laughs) I'm dismissing you two from the movie. (laughs) RH, whatever. Yeah. Ah, Can anybody deliver... I'm going to get that son of a bitch dialogue like Danny Glover. I think the answer is nobody can. Perfect timing. Yep, exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I fought him on a lawn in Lethal Weapon 1. He's dangerous. This is the part where Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford are chasing each other through the station. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think just Danny Glover's just yelling at Gary Busey, not the character. He's just yelling at Gary Busey. Should any of us do something? <laughs> no, no. It's again. It's it's lethal lethal weapon logic. They're fighting on that lawn. They should have broken up that fight long ago, but they didn't. Same here. Jeez, what was that about? Yeah. I like a, that man. I like the gumption of that man. I want him on my task force. Because <laughs> it's an Illuminati tie clip. Yeah. How does Danny Glover not know with that tie clip and everything going like, wait a second, the DEA doesn't have Illuminati tie clips. He's a, he's a loose cannon police officer. He's not so much a detective. (laughs) No, 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 that's my friend Batman. He's the detective. You don't get to see him do it that much, but he's a detective. (laughs) Maybe we should be at the funeral. (laughs) Yeah, perhaps. But no, trash TV is a lot more fun to watch before you start going on your own adventure. You know, we were making fun of Bill Paxton's suit, but let's be honest, Danny Glover's been given some interesting attire as well. <laughs> yeah, Jack is pretty huge too. Yeah, Jack is way huge, man. Like that tie is and that tie is loud. Just imagine you're chasing a perp and then it gets caught on a fence and then he gets away. But now the jacket looks like it fits him just fine. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's weird. <laughs> Must be the lens. Yeah. Oh, you know, those jacket lenses that we always uh, refuse to it's use. a classic on our car convention. <laughs> look look yes. at all the, all the cars are like pre-70s. It's the future, Brad. <laughs> the production the future, designer. Everybody. Production the designer. Yeah. Production designer uh, heard 79 instead of 97. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mixed up my numbers in the last back half of a year. <laughs> Uh, 90 security cameras. Hey, remember you used to use used to be able to use cool practical props. 
Now we have a peek into the behind the scenes of the edit suite for the edit for Predator 2. <laughs> Steven, Steven, stop filming. Stop filming. Steven, stop filming. This is just footage from the movie. This is it. No, Steven, stop it. Oh, look, they're foreshadowing. Ah, uh, see? That's closer to Gary Buse's face than you should ever get. Fun fact. Why are you touching things? <laughs> You're breaking. No, stop it, Paxton. Stop it. She's totally. Yeah. A sample just broke on the floor and it's contaminated. She's just like, whatever. I'll clean it it's, up. It's amazing that this is, the, this is the same guy who would be resurrected and go on to try to find the Hope Diamond at Titanic. Like, he probably would have broken everything on that ship to find that diamond. <laughs> Clumsy Paxton. <laughs> And getting some more... Uh, Where did he get this? Well... So the Predator didn't take oh, it off of his buddy's body when he killed him? I guess not. And then... I didn't, I didn't realize that the first time. And it was still on his buddy's body. I, like, yeah, how does how does Mike have this? I have no idea. That's weird. Like That's the, a Like the coroner found it and like gave it to him? Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that was baffling guess, to me when I watched it. I guess ultimately it doesn't matter because it's a silly prop. prop it's evidence. Thing. Crime scene. It is, but it's a movie too. <laughs> Zach? I know. Uh-oh, here we go. Uh, just point, point guns at black people. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the things in the frame are, are very outdated. It's just... Uh, Bill Paxton's not a good cop. <laughs> Bill Paxton's not a good cop. And, uh... Away, stereotypes. <laughs> you know what? You know, I will say, though, this is interesting, because, yes, a lot of this is obviously... Yeah, trouble from... memorizing a six-digit license plate? Come on, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like a nice little perch predator shot there? Yeah. I think Spider-Man's going off that. Yeah. So at this point, though, we're not even hiding that the predator exists. Like, like that's it. It seems like very well lit predator, whereas uh, it, it we've been kind of hiding him in the shadows or his camouflage. Yeah. The more kills he gets, the more daring he gets. No, I will say though, for all the problematic, like it does. Uh, Hopkins is evoking that exploitation style within certain moments of the film, not just with the violence, but obviously what they're doing here. Um, does it work today? No, of course not. But um, what are they doing here? Well, they're taking him to King Willie. I wish. Why does King Willie live? Oh, because yeah. he's trying to find information on who he still doesn't realize it's a predator. He thinks it's just another gang member that killed Danny. No, Willie or Harrigan? Harrigan. Yeah, Harrigan so getting it was looking for information from King Willie. Did he call up King Willie and said, "Hey, I want to meet"? I I, I missed that scene. I can't remember. It seemed maybe he did. See, I thought they kidnapped Mike because King really wants information because yeah. his gang are getting slaughtered. Yeah. But it seems like he's here to tell Mike what's up. 
Nope. He wants the information from King Willie because he says they say you want to talk to me. Yeah, that's what's confusing is like Mike didn't call the gangs up. They found him. So it's like, maybe, hey, we brought you over so you could ask us questions. Like maybe, it doesn't seem uh, like it makes maybe sense. Their, maybe their partner uh, got it out on the street that he was looking for him. So you have to maybe. spread that information around in the background, I guess. By the way, King Willie, as a character, I kind of want him in the movie longer just to fight the Predator. Because even though the scene of his demise is well edited and well shot. Yeah, it definitely seems like a like he should have been set up much earlier if he's gonna be yeah. much of a character. But it also goes back to like this this is just a setup for the larger predator story, which which makes the execution of the stereotypes even more egregious by comparison you know what i find interesting though this is like a very diversely cast film for like all the the issues it's presenting it is amazing how diverse this cast is Calvin Lockhart um, uh, playing King Willie there. Um, known, for, known in other films such as Let's Do It Again and Cotton Comes to Harlem. Are you, are you clicking something? No. Sounds like someone's scratching or clicking something. No, I'm just watching the movie. Let's hope it's not on the recording. Both those bones make his predictions. Yeah, nope. Now that for some reason the predator is waited for Mike to leave, now he's going to take on Willie. Well, you eliminate the big man in the city. I know, but why not kill Mike while while he's here? One one thing at a time. (laughs) (laughs) I will not tolerate convenient staging, Zach. It's not again, follow the predator's motivations. But again, beautifully shot material here. Look at the way that shot. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet effect. Oh god. For nineteen ninety, even like yeah, oh yeah. Jurassic it's Park amazing. is three years later. And it's still and the effects still hold up. That's like that's the weird thing. Like it's it's that weird like blend of what they have with a computer that just still works because they're not trying to do too Wait, much. Wait, his cloaking device went off for like just that reflection shot? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I love that. I still love that edit. That edit with King Willie's head. Wow. That's pretty sweet. It is a wonderful. And then this and then this moment here again, some good horror moments in here we get to see a little bit more of like the uh the brutality of the predator that you don't always get to see every time. And I'm trying to remember was the one that we saw in the theater uh the Shane Black's one PG-13? Uh no, I think it was rated R. I think it's part of the stipulation that it would go back to R. Okay. But they clearly didn't take advantage of it. Yeah, no, because clearly the violence is not where it needs to be for a Predator movie. And his skull collection there. We only get to see a little bit of it. That kind of sucks. Hardcore. (laughs) 
Wait, so how would they know? Well, I guess, no, never mind. King Willie, uh, you could pick out his dress a mile away. God, again, all the cars are strangely so early. <laughs> it's the future, Brad. <laughs> Am I just wrong? <laughs> Were they that ultimate, more abundant in 1990? An alternate reality in which nobody cared about new cars, Marty. <laughs> Again, who else but Danny Glover can deliver this dialogue? Production design went so far as to write a 555 number on the toll booth. Yeah, like, and the guy, like, the, the guy who directed Stephen Hopkins, like, he... He know he's known to storyboard a lot of his stuff, so like he there's detail in this movie. Like there is a lot of detail for how hollow it is in the story. <laughs> that John Candy in the background? <laughs> Ah, uh, well, that bear. See, see, Brad, it's 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 alluding to the fact that hunters uh, uh, hunt. <laughs> Good observation, Zach. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm, I'm super smart. They're gonna say something about taxidermy. <laughs> You're just like hunters no, no. hunt. No, no, no. Just I'm pretty dumb. <laughs> I had an idea and it just disappeared. <laughs> I love this scene too with the kid wants some candy. <laughs> Make sure the gun is red so he doesn't get shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's thinking about doing it. <laughs> uh, if the movie only had the balls to do it. <laughs> no, no. I wouldn't even want to see that. I would not want yeah, to see that. Like, that would be terrible. But you'd never forget this movie if it did. <laughs> no, that's why he didn't eliminate the kid. Is because the kid offered him candy. That's that's the predator's weakness is candy. <laughs> you leave a trail of Reese's Pieces for him. <laughs> I can't do a good predator voice. Fun well, in, in, about- in addition to the hook device, uh, the corner gave me your wallet. So here's this yeah. back. I, I can't imagine it'll ever blow away or get stolen from the gravesite. Yeah. Because, you know, that badge is still on there and they, somebody might want to use it to impersonate a police officer. <laughs> no criminals ever scour graveyards <laughs> grave for police badges. Yeah. There's some good uh, uh, use, of, use of cinematography here to, to hit upon that jungle, the urban jungle element.
Yo, so the, so the the predator only took the necklace, but he didn't take the weapon. Okay, now yeah, now Brad, now I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, I guess the predator's easily distracted. Yeah, <laughs> the predator's like me. <laughs> I came back from a weapon, but I'm gonna kill this guy instead. Yeah, he gets like back to his ship. He's like, ah, oh, damn it, <laughs> forgot my weapon. <laughs> <laughs> It always fine. happens to me. Stupid, 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 Jerry. <laughs> and here we go. My favorite sequence in the movie coming up here is the subway sequence. Very well shot, but obviously we start off with a little bit of ooh, subway TV, early subway TVs. I don't think holding a guy down is police brutality. <laughs> I guess that TV show is over the top, so. Yeah. No, it's meant to be an Exaggerate, yeah. TV, yeah. Even more over the top than trash TV normally is. <laughs> what dialogue? You look like a sympathetic dude. <laughs> yeah, that's totally how gang members <laughs> converse. Yeah, exactly, yes. <laughs> Excuse me there, chap. <laughs> you see, like, you're vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. We got a, a bus full of Paul Kersey's in here. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> hilarious. Everyone in LA is packing. <laughs> Even grandma. We learned our moves from Mr. Brunson. It's really more of a New York gag, really. Oh. It's a subway. You had the Bernie Getz issue. So subway automatically equals. So why is the predator chasing Bill Paxton? And, and I, I don't even know the, the other partner's name. Like he's clearly been after Mike. Yeah, here we should point out we can't remember her name because she's not a character. She is not treated as a character. Okay. I, it but, sucks because I wish she was a character. Yeah, the predator was at the graveyard, like teasing Mike, and then he's. Yeah, I don't know. I guess there's yeah. uh, there's another gang on this subway, so maybe that's it. Yeah. But also, it's an excuse for us to have this cool sequence in the subway. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely page 50. We need an action yeah. sequence. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm not going to say, obviously, that this is as well shot as something James Cameron would do, but it's pretty damn cool. <laughs> and we'll see a little bit why, like, because the effect, we were talking about the effects earlier and how they still hold up. In this particular sequence, it's amazing that they still hold up. Leona. Leona, okay. It, it, Bill Paxton's okay. character is Jerry? Uh, yes, Jerry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel like the, the, the conductor would have stopped this train by now. It's not like it's yeah. out of control. Maybe he killed the conductor beforehand and just let he it. Just saw them running. standing in the window. <laughs> here we go, though. This shot, this shot right here with the predator walking toward his camouflage with the subway going by. Still fucking looks good.
like again, they're not they're not going ambitious too ambitious other than it's just the camouflage of the predator, so it still works. So Jerry, you emptied a whole clip into the predator and nothing happened, so you figured it was worth it to reload. <laughs> well, maybe as he gets closer you can hit him in the head, you never know. But does the camouflage of the predator also serve as like a, a bulletproof vest? I don't think so. I I think uh, he's hitting. Oh, but yeah. that golf ball is definitely going to do something, right? Where? I don't remember that setup at all. Ryan insists that it was set up. I did. We have not mentioned it. Um, I asked it's, about it earlier. It's earlier. That's I think the first time I've seen it. it. I believe he's tossing it earlier in the uh, in the police station. I do. I. I was looking for it. I did not see it, and neither did you. Only regret in this scene is I don't get to see more of Bill Paxton with a big machete. Yeah, they waited too late in the movie to do that. <laughs> yeah, it would have been great. Hey, someone thought to actually <laughs> pull is, the brakes. Do we see a conductor there, though? Or? Well, well, they're right the here. Yeah, yeah the they're alive. There. So what? You're right, then. How does she not know? What's going on? Yeah. Could have stopped this train way earlier. Oh, Snoopy cameo right there. The lights. How many lights are there, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> there are four lights, always. <laughs> no! <laughs> four lights. <laughs> But there's only one light down here because there's a predator. You have to keep him in darkness. Patrick Stewart versus the predator. That's something I want to say. We'll never get it. Again, he's building up the tension really nicely in these scenes here. Treating it much more like a horror movie. Here's where we learn that the predator is pro-birth and not pro-life. Ah, ah, see. See, so you see, he is a monster. He has, he has a code. Yeah, you share. I'm just imagining the predator with his like you know weird voice like oh, I've got one rule. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, the voice of the predator not done by Peter Cullen in this one; it is done by Hal Rail. Mm -hmm. Yep, um, interest a voice actor who lives out here in Colorado actually. So did the predator knock her out. Like, why is she? I think she survives. It seems like she survives because we kind of leave her 
Well, I guess she survives, but I'm just like, why is she unconscious right now? Is it shock, I guess? Well, I mean, if you were attacked by a predator, Brad, wouldn't you go into shock? Because I would. She wasn't attacked. She was just grabbed and held up. (laughs) But but you're still, you're intimidated by a being that could kill you. Like, that's enough to shock anybody. Like, you came close to death. She's just getting a nice nap in. Why, why would he give I'm up go the bag? <laughs> He's just going to leave it at another grave site. Yeah. <laughs> he could leave this you... on Jerry's grave too. That'd be <laughs> help me out. Harrigan, we're getting reports of many badges being just taken by random people on the street and pretending to be police officers. Do you know how those badges just disappeared from our department? <laughs> I'm not hiding from anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hiding from myself. (laughs) Just waiting for the next car to come. (laughs) Any day now. Cool set right here. I don't, know the, I don't know the location history on this film if they shot in an actual empty subway. It was. It would make sense if they did. Yeah, it, it seems like it was constructed. This might, seems like a set to me. Yeah, like a Star Trek tunnel where they just reuse the same one. Oh, wouldn't it be great? It's curved. Wouldn't it be great if Captain Kirk fought the Predator? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kirk would lose, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess Kirk could beam away at any moment. <laughs> Just leave the predator frustrated. You ugly looking motherfucker. Now I'm over here. Now I'm over here. Now I'm over here. <laughs> Danny Glover, very agile. I know. I'll drive my car into it. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you, Danny Glover, for punching that man in the face. You really hurt the camera more than you hurt Tony Pope there. I don't care. I'm, I'm imagining they're both hurt. <laughs> I'm more concerned about the camera. Yeah. Uh, well, of course. You know that's valuable equipment. The person holding it was not valuable at all. I don't know if you can see up there at that angle with the roof in your way. No, probably not. That's an, <laughs> at that, the well, right that's side. A, that's a uh, that's a that's a cinema angle. It's kind of hit, not Hitchcock. Well, it's weird to say this movie is Hitchcockian, but you know you can break those rules a little bit. <laughs> the predator just screwing up neon signs. <laughs> Take that neon sign. Yep. Oh, he's cl- he's not grabbing onto anything. He's slime. He's slithering up the building. He's Spider-Manning up it. That's what he's doing. Man, that guy Jim caught it all over that truck. <laughs> I forgot this part. What's going on? These, they uh, are taking him to meet Gary Busey again. Oh, I thought this was the part where. Okay. Because, because conveniently, 
Oh, he good. The, two... the, the loading van's already there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, this script knew exactly what to do. Love this shot. Doesn't really make mu- mean anything, but I love it. <laughs> gotta... Look at that. Eastern Columbia. The I killed everyone on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take over this department store. <laughs> I am the ultimate predator. Yeah, the building that the predator was on is the Eastern Columbia um, building, which is a department store, Broadway and Ninth. And it's been used in plenty of movies. So, yeah, we're going to show you all the photos we developed. Oh, hi. I just came back from the set of Austin Powers. <laughs> They brought him here. <laughs> he didn't know you were here. Yeah, I think I do, Mr. Busey. It's you. See, how much more awesome this movie has been if you didn't meet Gary Busey up until this point and Gary Busey was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like, surprise, we've been tracking him this whole time. Agreed, but... I will say this, Busey does wonderful with what he's given to do. Like, when this part of the movie kicks in, I'm having a blast with his character. And it's not too dissimilar from that from the Shane Black one when Jake Busey's just, just kind of like a reveal there for no reason. Wait, so the Predator was at Iwo Jima? That's weird. I forgot about that line. Well, by the end of the movie, they're going to explain the Predator was in the Revolutionary War, so... Right, that one I know, but, like, I forgot that they said Iwo Jima. That might cure my brain disorder. Enhance, enhance. <laughs> Jim Cotton. Never lose this camouflage for a second so the audience can see me. Yeah. Is that the only time that they've actually called them a predator in this movie? My audio's off, is that what he said? Yeah, he said, like, we have a way to tra- uh, to trap this predator. <laughs> Might be. Yeah. He said the title yeah. of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say two, but that's fine. <laughs> In a way, Mike, I'm the predator, too. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you writing a predator movie, Brad? <laughs> Some of them before, so I have to... <laughs> You, you, I don't care if you were only 10 years old. They should have been tapping you to write this movie because you probably could have done a better job than who's doing it right now. Or it could have been the same movie, but it would have been understandable because you were 10. <laughs> Nobody knows what the Predator is here for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a real alien versus predator requiem out there. 
James Cameron's Predators. <laughs> oh, it'd be three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely Predator movie. I'd love to watch that. Again, some really nice high-powered lights there. Very nice HMIs blasting through. It's shot beautiful, too, like this scene. I like how they explain that the dust is like intentionally pumped in there to track to, to be able to expose him his camouflage. Yeah, is it a nice excuse for the visual aesthetic we get here? Ghostbusters, nineteen ninety seven. Ray, I think that thing has a pussy face. <laughs> We came, we saw that it bled, and we kicked its ass. <laughs> Again, holding up the tension very nicely here. I think this must have been an inspiration for Zero Dark Thirty, when you really think about it. Keep thinking the bottom left corner says Beowulf. Oh, when it goes back to it, I'll check. It doesn't, but it just... No, 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 but I want to see what it says because I wasn't even noticing that. Noticing the Red Wing. Don't know what they're... Is that a chemical factory or... Dude, don't bump the containers. Oh, no, it's a slaughterhouse. That's right, slaughterhouse. Oh. Mm, Man, they're really, they're, they're really dominating that game of Mario there. Hmm. <laughs> See? Meanwhile, Danny's playing Goldeneye. See? Yo, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah. Wait, is he, but he's not in his camouflage now. Now, guys, be careful with these uniforms. We have to get them back to James Cameron by Thursday. Oh, it's snowing. <laughs> oh, it's a Predator Christmas. It's a perfect setup for Shane Black, then. CBS presents <laughs> a Predator Christmas with Burl Ives as the Predator. <laughs> Silver and blood. <laughs> Uh, give us so many skin flakes <laughs> it's dandruff Jim dandruff everywhere I haven't fought Schwarzenegger yet but I'm just going to go and detonate out of this movie <laughs> <laughs> ah see we, we underestimated the predator's technology here customizes his heat vision skins like a video game yep Cool, bro. I'm tripping balls. <laughs> Stop distracting me. I'm going to get the high score in Galaga. <laughs> He's going to do it. 
Uh, I wish Danny Glover would get off of online player mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hard, hard to play over online. <laughs> That's what happens when you lose a Call of Duty, right? You just headbutt random people and put guns to their face? Mm-hmm. Okay, right on. Just wanted to make sure that's how video games still worked. I heard. <laughs> that's why you haven't been on the show that often. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yo, <yourself. laughs> Again, props to Danny Glover for all the cursing that he does in this movie. It's, it's admirable how much he is able to throw out. <laughs> After my Rambo sitting up montage. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's another thing I like about this movie is it does give Danny Glover to be the the main hero of a movie, you know? He doesn't get that that often. Surprise! <laughs> the Predator jumps up in the air much with the speed of Batman from 89. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's lovely. Oh, it's O W L F. Ah, a clear shot in there. Oh, wow. Went right through him. My proton pack, no. <laughs> Ray, I think I'm dead. <laughs> Good. Ackroyd's gone. I'll get Ramus next. <laughs> R.I.P. Harold Ramus. <laughs> you think we should do something? <laughs> Well, we I'm could. not seeing anything. <laughs> we could, we could, but static looks way cooler to watch, bro. <laughs> Again, more more close ups on the predator weapons there, man. The Winston Studios went all out on this. <gasps> Looky here, Mr. Busey's got his own proton pack ready for some action here. Does he only bring the? Wait, so does Danny Glover? Okay, no, he's got the two. I'm just going to leave my trunk open, my armory of a trunk open for somebody to come by. And see. I don't think he's worried about that at this point, but he you're should right. be. Some 10 year old walks by. Yeah, that's true. That's how these things start. Not a responsible gun owner. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Especially in the LA they've set up. Like, I'd actually be more worried about Gary Busey <laughs> rifling through his trunk to get those guns. Oh, <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> oh, now's the time to camouflage. <laughs> but awesome. guess what? It's not going to work. Mike has reached his full potential. I can finally fight him. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang. I forgot. <laughs> Water's my weakness. <laughs> Much like Jason Voorhees, the predator is afraid of rain. <laughs> so you are afraid of something. <laughs> predator versus Freddy versus Jason. 
no, I don't want to go in the lake. <laughs> Did you know that a young predator drowned here? The counselors weren't paying any attention. <laughs> his name was Brr, and today is his birthday. <laughs> Mike's pants are really avoiding the, the water, though. I know. They're really... Well, hey, you got to keep your pants dry when you're fighting a predator. Otherwise, things can go bananas, man. You must have hydrophobic material in 1997. You know, if they fire a, a, enough bullets in here, uh, Salone's going to come out and be like, hey, I'm trying to train. Can you guys take it somewhere else? <laughs> I got to punch my meat in here on Thursdays. No other time. <laughs> <laughs> Wally, <laughs> you there? <laughs> hey, Rocky, look, there's a predator. <laughs> no, I got to fight the predator now? <laughs> you can't do it, Rock. It's an interdimensional. <laughs> it's an alien from outer space. You'll kill yourself, Rock. <laughs> you can't beat this guy. Hey, that predator drew first blood. I got to do it. <laughs> See, I'm combining all my characters now. <laughs> Ooh, some nice little green blood coming out there. Kaboom, this predator's taking it. But meanwhile, though, the predator didn't get a scratch on him when Bill Paxton was shooting him. So I guess shotguns are more effective on the predator. I guess the predator just got to wear his armored vest for this fight. Seems like it, I guess. Well, I guess since he's fighting a true warrior in Danny Glover now, now he doesn't need that the, the bodyguard. He needs to fight him uh, without armor like a, like a man. <laughs> Is a cowardly strategy for Predator playing dead here. Yeah, exactly. That's why he loses. His other Predator buddies know this too. They refer to him as the tricky Predator. You're a tricky one there, Steve. This is the, hi, this is the lead Predator here. I'm talking about Predator Steve here. Predator Steve, two. you're so dramatic. God. <laughs> Just be a predator, man. You don't need to be. You don't need to piss yourself to convince them they're de you're dead. <laughs> and here we go. Let's find out who's really behind the mask. <laughs> <laughs> Old man predator. Vicky Vale's off in the Raptors taking photographs. <laughs> the predator. <laughs> The predator's like, well, you have something that I want. What? And then it just, <laughs> predator pulls up the cape. <laughs> Vicky Vale wakes up with slime on her. This is just fiberglass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it's Ernest Borgnine. Well, his nostrils oh. are flaring, so maybe you should back up, Mike. Mike, back up, Mike. Ah, uh, Mike. Ah, do love that puppetry work. Hey, remember when we used to make aliens out of actual things? Get some extra rolls in there. Yeah. Yeah. He broke that gun, man. He means business. Predator is pro-birth, anti-gun. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting combination. One that you wouldn't expect from the Predator, but there we go. Very surprised. Very surprised. He's very, 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 very interesting moderate we've got there. <laughs> uh, coming up, yes. 
Oh, God. I love this moment. I guess he, he like, lost oh. a tooth in that explosion. Yep. Gary Busey lost <laughs> a lot of things in explosions. Predators fear water and mist. By the way, we were recording this in the midst of the coronavirus panic, and I imagine this is how Gary Busey is fighting the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, he says this is between me and him, him being the virus. <laughs> And the coronavirus, much like the predator, slices through Gary Busey. All right, Gary, sit this one out. Gary, stunt double, step in. It is a shame that Busey. Where's the top of his torso? (laughs) I don't know. I never thought of that. You never do see it fall. It's it's not like he's hung up, so yeah. Maybe it's flung (laughs) off to a direction that can't be seen. They can only afford half a Busey puppet. You you can't afford the top half of me, Stephen. You yeah. just can't. Like my my top half is way too valuable. If we build the Busey mannequin, he's gonna have us charge likeness rights. So let's just do the bottom half. <laughs> plus, plus, if you if you say my name enough times, that top half of the mannequin comes to life, and you don't want that happening on your set. The top half of me is worse than all of me. <laughs> Mike and the Predator on the rooftop, back where we started. <laughs> But don't worry, they're going to look up at a building and see a big heart uh, being formed uh, electronically and they'll fall in love. Sleepless in Predator Seattle. Predator in Seattle. There we go. And again, what movie are we in? Are we in a Predator movie? Are we in a detective movie? I don't know. Last time I saw the Predator, he was downstairs, so I don't know I'm afraid of finding him upstairs. (laughs) Yes. Except, what have we learned? The predator could be wherever it wants to be. So at this point, it shouldn't, it shouldn't bewilder us if, the, if he's up on the roof. Pigeons! <laughs> the birds, thank you very much. Danny. <laughs> Need a cheap scare in three, two, one. <laughs> What if Darth Vader fought the Predator, Brad? <laughs> what if that happened? Predator's face mask was full of cocaine. <laughs> From the earlier? Yeah. <laughs> LAPD, efficient at uh, shooting up things, but not uh, picking up the evidence that's left the scene of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think darkness is your ally? <laughs> You merely adopted the Predators. I was born one of them. Aw, man, I was just screaming off of a roof. (laughs) I always fall for that. So so here we go. Brad, this is a Hitchcock reference because Danny Glover here is Cary Grant and the Predator is clearly Eva Marie Saint. But he's going to pull that Predator up and they're going to be in an upper berth of a train and it's going to go into a tunnel. Mike's fallen into his worst nightmare. He may be fighting the Predator, but he's more afraid of the heights. Yep. Again, another Hitchcock reference, much like Vertigo, Danny Glover's afraid of heights, and Jimmy Stewart was also afraid of Predators, too. If I'm going down, I'm taking you all with me. So the Predator was strong enough to lift, you know, a 200-pound body up to the top of that building and, and skin it, but here he can't pull Mike off. 
Well, Mike's not even grabbing onto anything. I guess so. Except for this. He might have gotten pretty well damaged in that fall. Well, I sure hope the the failsafe is connected to his arm. (laughs) Oh, he did cut right through it. Okay, Ryan was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, how they stop elevators in movies. <laughs> hey, dude, that's seven years bad luck, bro. <laughs> the predator doesn't get. That's why he dies at the end, Brad. It's because he oh, broke sweet. that mirror. Calcite. (laughs) (laughs) Little known fact that all structures on the Predator homeworld are made of (laughs) drywall. Yeah. Which doubles as a (laughs) antidote for... He comes from a planet of contractors, Brad. (laughs) Clearly. Just like the, just like in Alien vs. Predator, the Xenomorphs come from a wealthy family of layabouts. You know. <laughs> I hope this Predator blade doesn't cut into my side for any reason. Yeah, he's he's not holding it well. Oh, his gun! R.I.P. Danny Glover's gun. Oh, so irresponsible. <laughs> just leaving trunks full of guns open, dropping guns into alleys. Yep. And this is probably the best shot we'll get of the Predator's weaponry here. But again, uh, a, a many in a series of it. He's got the same surgery kit as the uh, surgeon from Batman. <laughs> Works <laughs> on the Joker. I, look what I had to do with these instruments. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I have to work with here. <laughs> Who's following that predator? Eckhart, sir. Oh my god. <laughs> what is he summoning a demon now? He's about to he's cooking up some heroin. <laughs> well, Danny Glover defeated me in war and combat, so I guess I gotta go back to pushing drugs. <laughs> you think you might see me here? Better go down. <laughs> yeah. He's crawling like Spider-Man, man. That's crazy. Oh, so that's how they made the blue meth in Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) A little Jeopardy Easter egg in here. And, of course, we're going to have a a fun comic moment in here. Sounds like it's coming from the bathroom. I'm going to look the other way. <laughs> I mean, it looks cauterized already. I don't know why. <laughs> but that may not. But what looks cauterized to us might not be cauterized on the predator world. He doesn't con- be concerned about taking all the bullet shells out of his chest, just covering them up. 
so remember kids when you yourself get shot uh in an eventual war just rub some jam on your stomach and uh, you'll be set to go i prefer boysenberry over strawberry jam when i treat my bullet wounds oh lightsaber bro oh <laughs> it's a scalpel <laughs> tiny lightsaber oh it's a knife no it's a it's a needle it's a needle dude He's going to inject some heroin into him. Oh, yeah. Predator heroin. That's the stuff. She's got the right idea. That broom can stop a predator. You don't get to see her do it because he runs away, but brooms do defeat hmm. predators. don't think he gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love that line. I mean, technically, he is on the ground. Elevator cables way greasier than this. Oh, I should have checked this before I went in. Dang it. <laughs> Mother! <laughs> When L.A. is in ashes, then you'll have my permission to die. <laughs> so now Danny Glover's got to spend seven years in that, uh, in that hole and train and then get back out of it. Climb out without the rope. Yeah, bang. <laughs> Where did all those lights come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, as we're about to find out... You know, this is not, uh, this is a, this is the Predator ship here. Very nice uh, details in there. Clearly the Predator have been around here for a millennia, if not more. They're a race with uh, advanced technology, but they live by runic culture. <laughs> and hieroglyphs. Hey, anyone here want to play some disc golf? <laughs> oh shit, that's the half hole. It's one of those three columns, but you have to figure out which one. <laughs> if you hit the wrong one, you lose the game. I have to use these three pillars to line up the images so that I can sprout the temple of time. <laughs> No, the blob, but good guess. That smells like predator farts in here. It's true. If they've been hanging out there for a long ass time, like <laughs> that thing's got to be stinking. 
Yeah, there's a xenomorph skull. Yeah, so that's and that's what made a bunch of people uh, freak out in the '90s and go, "What if we put them together? They exist in the same universe. What?" And we, well, you know, that's also a T Rex from Jurassic Park, guys. So why didn't they fight him in Jurassic Park either? Got other predator skulls on there. They fight mm-hmm. each other. Is that his buddy's skull? <laughs> Does he recognize it? Spider-Man? What's Spider-Man doing taking out Danny Glover? I, oh, wait, it's the Predator's net. Painted over that pretty easily. <laughs> it's over, Danny Glover. I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, no, the Predator would be Anakin at this point because he's lost an arm. You cut my shirt in half. My enormous shirt. My fancy, enormous 90s shirt. You ruined it. I got this on sale. from sex it wasn't cheap even at discount I always fall for this ah dang it (laughs) how ironic Danny Glover played dead when the predator played dead earlier yes beating at his own game yep again that puppetry man Oh, shit happens. Yeah, see, he called that thing back. Yeah, let's rub some more blue stuff on it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, just dust it off. It'll be fine. (laughs) Put some blue meth on it. (laughs) All right. He fell for this once. What if we do it again? What if we do it again? And no fair, Danny Glover got some ecto cooler. Why can't we get any, Brad? Oh, good. You killed Steve. Thank you so much. <laughs> Finally, someone took out that drama queen, Steve. Yeah, fuck Steve. What was he thinking anyway, trying to fight you, Mr. Glover? Somebody kill Steve? Ah, oh, everybody. <laughs> Guys, stop. this guy killed Steve. Let's bring him into our club. <laughs> I'm wearing a mask. You must be inhaling <laughs> mad predator farts in here. You killed Steve. <laughs> Well, I got three days of retirement. (laughs) All hail the Steve killer. (laughs) What do you think, shoulder gun? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, it's going to go take him to the graveyard and leave a wallet behind. Yeah. And Corinne was right. The, the, the visual with the, within the clouds uh, and them disappearing is a little off. <laughs> oh, wait. I just realized you killed Steve. You deserve a reward of some kind. Here. Hey, here. Take, take this antique. It might be worth a lot. <laughs> is this yours? I feel like you leave guns a lot of places. You like you lose a lot of guns, so here. <laughs> you are very obsessed with these weapons for some reason. Your entire race is. It's 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 frankly disturbing. Like, we don't even use our shoulder guns that often. We use some swords and some hooks. By the way, we're about to take off. You might want to get out of here. <laughs> I have to Google Raphael Adeline. Maybe he gave it to him to shoot himself because he knew that he wouldn't get off the ship. Like, except here, Danny blow your own him. brains out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you killed Steve, but technically Steve was my brother-in-law, so go ahead and shoot yourself. No, I'm not going to do it. Because I'm secretly happy that you killed Steve. <laughs> so, Raphael Adelini was the pirate and captain of the pirate galleon, of a pirate galleon. Mm, so, in predator. search of lost treasure off the Guinea coast of Africa. So, why isn't this a predator movie? Predator versus pirates? Oh, this is made up. Oof. Yeah. The, it, it's, a, it's a made up thing. Yeah. Oh. I, I still want Predator I still want Predator versus Pirates now. Yeah, it's a, it's a reference to a comic book, I guess. Um and in a, in a future pitch for the uh, the Predator fight in the past. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I thought that guy was like it was actual real history reference, but nope, nope. But still, I would love some predator versus pirates. Just graffiti the f word on there. <laughs> I'm a genius art art designer. My biggest accomplishment: writing fuck on that wall. <laughs> He's been through some shit, man. He's too old for it. Remember, remember the first one when Schwarzenegger walked out of the swamp and he was all plastered in mud and fatigued. Yeah. And mm -hmm. what, if, what if we do that again? But like you know, like concrete and you know, uh, cement. Because he's been through the urban jungle of shit. Uh, Hollywood sure loves to whitewash characters don't they mm -hmm. <clears throat> I gassed up a helicopter, grabbed a gun, flew all the way out here just to hurt. <laughs> well, we're going to leave now. We're a secret organization. <laughs> found out. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> we're just going to like slink away in our really noisy helicopter that you can't track. 
And again, here we are set up with a for a Predator sequel that could be fun, which is Danny Glover maybe fights some more. Well, nice he was walking away, and now he's just standing there. <laughs> I think Arnold Schwarzenegger saw this, got to this point in the movie, and just went, yep, they totally could have used me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. I hated this script. What was I thinking being in James Cameron's second Terminator movie? I could have been in this one. <laughs> I guess I could have made time. <laughs> Lawrence Gordon and Jill, Jill Silver in there. And that's, but that's, yeah, that's Predator 2. The credits are starting to roll. Yeah. Yeah. Paul with two yeah. L's. I don't see that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, with Levin Michael leaving, yeah, EPs. So, Brad, uh, watching it now a second time <laughs> this year, how did it do, do for you this time? Even more frustrating than it was before? No, it's frustrating because, yeah, I knew what to expect, but man, it's just not as cool as the first one. No, I will say I have a lot of fun with it, though. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it, I'm glad I rewatched it for the show because we were, um, it, it was just, it was fun to notice a lot more of the horror elements in it this time around and not really anticipating action sequences because it is shot pretty interestingly well. And, and as a, it's its own thing, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't need to be anything different. Kevin Peter Hall, right on, snap your fingers. Yeah. You know, it's just by the second one, you, f- you feel like you would flesh out more of the mythology and you really only get that by the end. Yeah. Well, and I guess that these guys, you know, at the time that they're making these movies, they don't really have a sense of expanding the mythology of the Predator. It's more just like, well, what can we do to make the Predator be cooler or what else can we do with the character itself? Well, yeah, but early 90s. It's just, it's just about like, hey, take, do the first movie again, but yeah, different. But somewhere else. Yeah. Um, um, whereas I think, you know, movies are like the Marvel Universe is successful because each movie adds to the, you know, it's it's not so much as recreating the experiences furthering the mythology so you know this being the second one you know they got all the setup out of the way the first one they should have gone for it yeah well i mean there there is a there is a bit of setup as to what the predator how how far the predators go oh suzanne todd an associate producer she would go on to be a much bigger name in the producing world um but yeah i mean like the expansion of the uh uh, universe in here is only really within the within the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. So like it's a setup towards something bigger. But the question is, even if they did a direct sequel to this, or encapsulating the first two, how much further in the mythology would they have gone? And like I again, I don't, I I've not seen the first AVP, but like with Alien vs Predator Requiem, it's like clear. It's like oh, this is where they're actually trying to expand the mythology. So. Yeah. But it seems like Predator movies don't uh, get their mythology expanded upon because they keep trying to reboot it. Because, like, uh, uh, on Tall's film, Predators, it, it, kind of set, it, it kind of expands the mythology, but it's also more about what if we did the first movie but in reverse, yeah. where they're on the Predator homeworld. And then Shane Black's The Predator, I feel, doesn't fully uh, flesh out more than it has to. 
Yeah, if they just kind of maybe started this one, like jettison the whole Mike's team of detectives and just yeah, set them up, set it up some way where Mike kind of stumbles into the Predator spaceship and they backtrack it that way. And then, you know, halfway through or uh, somewhere in the first act, he stumbles into Schwarzenegger tracking these guys in the city. Right. Might have been a better setup. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely would have been a a, a more. Uh... But than that, it's it's really like the same movie. But you know, what if it was in the city instead of the jungle? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and if if, you... if it wasn't a bunch of trained mercenaries and they were just average shows trying to fight the predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, you know, again, like you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. This is the '90s. We're not fully thinking franchise mode yet. So yeah. I put the trailer into the episode uh, last night, and this came out on Thanksgiving, 1990, which is a <laughs> perfect Thanksgiving fair. That's bring, that's bring a, the family. That's an interesting uh, Thanksgiving release. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's bizarre. <laughs> uh, stuff yourself with turkey, and then watch the predator skin people. Yeah, of course. Why not? <laughs> A lot of puppeteers. Like again, the credits are long because people worked on creating the world itself and not fully relying on computers. I've never heard of Papa D, but they have like six songs in here. <laughs> they definitely had a deal with 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 this movie. <laughs> But yeah, so it looks like that wraps up the uh, the one and only Predator Two. Yeah, oddly uh, enough, I could not find any Predator soundtracks on iTunes. They're all really? like third party. Like, hey, we just did Alan Silvestri's arrangement on our own. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm surprised they don't have a soundtrack up. <laughs> well, there's a lot of '90s films that don't have their soundtracks up when they should. So yeah. Like the the shadow doesn't really have its one fully available the way it should. And I mean, yeah. now granted, that movie's not huge, but you can't get the first Predator soundtrack on vinyl. It's pretty sweet, but it's like a forty dollar disc. Really? Yeah. That's that's fucked. Anyway, yeah. yeah, there you have it. Well, cool. Thank you guys for listening to the Predator Two commentary by the real nerds. <laughs> right. Thanks, Zach, for joining me. Of course, of course. Yeah, we'll, Anytime I can sit down and do a commentary, I'm always down to do it. Yeah, let's do another one. We shall. Let's, we, we should get you through the entirety of The Shadow next. I think that would be a fun little time for you. Yeah, uh, is The Shadow, like I don't own it, so. Um, you can find it on, uh, You could. We, it's a rentable like Prime slash uh, YouTube kind of thing. So, But worst comes to worst, I'll find a way to get you a copy. It's cool. <laughs> It's on Shout Factory, so it's a, it's a collector's edition, if you can believe it. <laughs> um, but yeah, but until next time, I guess that has been this commentary. Yep. All right. Later. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. 
Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout-out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening, and have a nice day.